Hello, fellow humans, coming at you from room EO5, Avid Going Live. Today we are tackling the topics e-gaming, plastic islands, and going without screens. Okay, so yes, we're talking about gaming. You had an article to read called Teenagers Are Fueling an E-Gaming Tidal Wave. So was there anything in there that was shocking or different or something you didn't know about before you started reading? I didn't know that half of like the people that interviewed under 30 watched or played video games. Wow. So under 30, over about half play, watch, or do both video games. 30. I mean, at 30, aren't you supposed to have a job and go work? Right? I mean, you do have free time, though, but depending <laughs> on what you do. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're probably bored, so they want to, like, have experiments on how to, like, do the games right or like how or to play better. Or maybe that's what they do in their free time. So some people do other things like go fishing or surfing, but they play games. Okay. Um, I was a little bit shocked that even over 30, 18% played games or watched games. That's 18% of people m my age. Really? My age? <laughs> playing games? That's interesting. I have a, um, a friend that's father likes to play games with teenagers because he it, make, it makes him feel like he's a teenager again. Ah, so maybe one of the motivating factors for an adult playing games is it makes him feel young again. Interesting. <laughs> or they're just better than the little kids, so yeah, that's <laughs> more advantage. Yeah. They have an advantage. What else did you find out in the article? Anything stick out? The girls being disrespected during the games. Girls. Girl gamers being disrespected. What do you think about that? Sexist. Why, why would gaming be sexist? Because boys don't think that girls are capable of, I don't know, gaming. Of gaming. <laughs> so here's my question. Okay. Outside sports. Um, such as football. Mm -hmm. Is there a physical difference between males and females and the skills that they need to play a game like football? Yeah. yeah. So it's physical, right? Mm -hmm. What What's the difference between girls, males and females for playing a video game? Are there any? No, there's no. no. We're still, like, we we're, can be as good as guys can playing video games. Some girls are really good at play. I have a few friends that play Fortnite that are girls. <laughs> that are girls play Fortnite. I've heard a lot of that comment today. So what does it take? What are the skills it takes for gaming? Critical thinking. Yeah. Critical thinking. Fast reflexes. Fast reflexes. There's one more. Memory. I memory. Yeah, really. Why do you have to have memory, really good memory for video gaming? Sometimes you might fail a game and you might have to restart at a different point. Okay, so you have to remember what got you to certain points, what's successful, what maps are. I don't know what that really means, but I just know I can say that. So, <laughs> good like, luck. you know. Yeah. Say you're in a stealth mission for a level of a video game. Okay. You have to, like, memorize the, like, path to take. Path to take, the enemy's path is, entry points their rotations around. So that's memory and critical thinking to better your gameplay. Okay. So, like so it doesn't take physical strength, height, you know, those are not advantages to gaming. So why couldn't guys and girls be treated the same? What causes the difference? What do you think? We don't really know, but what do you think? I guess um, boys, they think that it's more set up, like, for them. Yeah. And Why? Because some games have shooting and stuff. I guess they don't think that girls are into all of that. Into into shooting and stuff, because a lot of the games are, are those kinds of games. Okay. Anything else? So how... So, how are girls disrespected then? What are some ways girls are disrespected in the e-gaming community? In like some games, they have girls like set up different, like in different kind of 
armor than guys, guys have better armor than girls. So sometimes it's actual the character in the game that may be different. To, okay. Um, what about jealousy? What about um, what are some girls actually skilled that are popular? Or are they gaining popularity in another way? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Um, my last class had some ideas about that, but so, well, some games are like some games don't even have girl characters. Some okay. Just have guys. So some of the disrespect is just the inequality. Is that what you're saying? Okay. What else is in the article? I know there were some there were some discussions yesterday about the kinds of games that this article listed as most popular. Do you agree with those? Um, wait, what did you say? Like the games that are most games? popular. Oh no, I believe. Um, yeah, Fortnite's more popular than any of these games. Well, <laughs> barely anyone probably plays those games anymore unless they're like really bored or the Fortnite. I don't hear about. Yeah, I don't hear about Call of Duty. You don't care about Call of Duty, and that's one of the things that was listed. But Fortnite's not listed, and that happens to be the biggest game out there right now. And I just sometimes think Fortnite gets boring after running around it does. with a hundred yeah, people. It it's really boring. Like you it's need missions place. to go on with. Like, so that game yeah. is equal. Like it has girl characters. Yeah. It yeah. does have girl characters. You're right. Yeah, so that's a more equal play. And you got to be talking loud enough for us to hear. Remember. They have races in that game. Yeah. They have races or racism? What did you say? You said races? Yes. Okay, I didn't know what you said. I'm like, okay, they have races in the game of Fortnite? No. Okay. So, do you think it's because that's fun? Do you think more people play because it's fun? Or because it's easier than some other games? Easier. Both, yeah. You think it's easier? <clears throat> no, not so. Some people are thinking, saying it's easier. Some people are saying it's not easier. Is there a strategy involved in that game? Yeah. And what about the Call of Duty that they listed as one of the latest, you know, most popular games? They actually put Black Ops on there. Is that's not even the current Call of Duty, is it? They're coming out okay. with a new Black Ops though. It's been a while. Okay, so so this article, while it was only written about three months ago, still isn't up. To date. to date on some of the games that people are playing. Because Overwatch is, I wouldn't even say it's 7% popular. No one plays it, no one mentions it. Hmm. Overwatch. Right, so that's what he's saying. He's saying that Overwatch is listed and it's not one of the popular ones. But everybody. And Battlefield 1 is more popular. And Battlefield is one popular. It is, I'll tell you, I don't know anything about it. I never played it, but Fortnite. That's the one I hear about all the time. Maybe it's the age. Do you think Fortnite has an age to it, or do you think everybody's playing that? My dad even plays it. <laughs> My dad everybody. even plays that. So everybody is playing Fortnite. So, okay, here's the real question. Because I didn't know anything about live sporting events or online sporting events until a couple of years ago. And I discovered that people actually go play, I mean, go watch people play at sporting events, meaning they buy a ticket, they bring their, they wear their jerseys, they bring their noisemakers to make noise for their team, they have team cheers, just like at a football game, okay? Only it's inside a building and you're sitting there watching people play games. So this whole article, kind of was leaning towards kids or young adults playing games and and pushing esports more than other sports. But at the end of the article, it didn't really say that was happening. Do you think that esports are going to be bigger than like football games and soccer games and things like that because of teenagers playing more e-games? Yes. Yeah, you think it's going to change um, the number of people who actually go to football games and college or pro games? Yeah. Yeah. 
think it's going to change the way we see sports. Wow. What do you, who likes to go to a football game or a baseball game or a soccer game? So almost everybody's hands up. Okay. And you don't think you would, you would do that again if, if e-gaming or e-sports came to town and had games and oh, you no. could go see them? E-gaming came to town, I'd go. You'd go. But would you also go to, would you also go to a football game yeah. or a soccer yeah. game? Yeah. So if you did see paragraph 19 and 20, it does talk about esports as a competitive gaming um, and football, like professional football games, that the percent of people who are interested are pretty much the same. And it said teens and young adult gamers are significantly more likely to be fans of football than non-gamers. So that means people who game would also be fans of a football game and soccer game and stuff, but people who don't game are not going to be interested in football and stuff. So what does that tell you about kids, teenagers? The kids that like play the video games, like the sports video games, they like get interested into like the actual sport. So if you're interested in video game sports, you're also interested in real sports, right? Yeah. If you're interested in video game, what about um, like the car racing games or COD or something like that? Are you need for speed? Do you think people who game those games would also be interested in cars. football, soccer, cars? Yeah. Regular yeah. games. Okay, that seems to be what the article is saying. Do y'all agree or disagree with the article? I agree. I agree. I agree. Realistic like games like that, like FIFA, NHL, Need for Speed stuff like that i think people would like it the more they play it and start liking it more in real life okay so you took this boring subject that's what y'all were saying before right pretty boring and you had discussion about it what would be a subject you want to tackle next time that's not boring you have to come up with something it. with social media Something with social media. Yeah, we have. Well, we also. but are you talking about how social media affects every everybody? Yeah, something that we would know more about. That, like, something a lot of people do. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for participating in today's podcast. So, as sixth graders. Our avid um, weekly article that we're reading this week is about the garbage in the ocean. It's, and it's titled, Plastic Within the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is Increasing Exponentially, Scientists Find. So when we first started this article, you had to figure out some facts. Somebody tell me some facts you found out. Um, that France is the size of two Colorados. Okay, and in paragraph one... It says... Um, seven seventy nine thousand tons of plastic debris, debris in the form of one point eight trillion pieces now occupy an area three times the size of France. So three times the size of France is about two Colorados plus two Colorados plus two Colorados, six, six Colorados. Hmm, interesting. Why did we have to look up a Colorado? That's right. We didn't know how big France was, so we needed a comparison. Okay, so what's some other facts? Now, you mentioned a lot of facts. Did anybody take some of those and, and make them bigger? Well, that the um, big patch of plastic is seven, seven, 79,000 tons, which is 159 million pounds. So the trash in the ocean is 159 million pounds. Wow. What else did you find out? Uh, I found out that the Ocean Cleanup Foundation did a study to find the size using two planes and 18 boats to measure how big it was. Okay. So was it bigger than they thought? Yeah. Yeah, it was much bigger than they thought. Hmm. So as we read the article, we found out there was, there was much more plastic out there than we had originally thought. Um, it's not a solid island of trash, it's, but it's, what, what's causing it to gather? 
currents of, of moving around and like bringing plastic that's on the shore to the um, big patch. Of okay. So it's kind of a place that's stuck between two currents, right? Yeah. We kind of looked into what that might what that might be like, and so this plastic is just gathering and getting stuck there. Um, is there anything else that we came up with? Um, in paragraph nine, it had said that a lot of a lot of the trash was from the 2011 tsunami. Okay. <laughs> from Japan, or that just devastated Japan. So some of the trash wasn't just us throwing stuff down, but it could have been caused by um, natural happenings, like a tsunami that rushed onto shore and brought all that trash back into the ocean. Um, what are some other things? Um, in paragraph 16, it says, in a 2015 study, Jam Beck found that humans are filling the oceans with an estimated 8 million tons of plastic every year, and that is expected to increase 22% by 2025. So by 2025, the current amount of trash going into the, into the ocean from us careless humans is going to even grow bigger by 20, 25%, 22%, something like that. So not only are we dropping stuff on the shore and it's washing out to the ocean because we are careless humans in a society that produces a lot of waste, what else might be contributing to that big patch of waste? Um, in paragraph 13, it says most of the, the debris is from fish nets or ghost nets, which are nets that could have been cut off or fallen off of boats. Okay, so actually fishing boats are contributing a large majority of the plastic in that area. That's interesting. I would have thought fisher boats would have been a little bit more environmentally conscious of what they do. Okay, what else? In paragraph 19, it says, Jem Beck and the research team both agree that there is far less plastic accumulating in the Pacific patch than is going into the ocean. Far less accumulating in this patch than is actually going into the ocean? Sinking. So, go ahead. In paragraph 20, it says much plastic is sinking and doing damage to the seafloor or, or, lo or lower depths of the ocean. So, we're, a lot's going into the ocean, but the big old patch isn't accumulating all of it, so some of it is sinking. What's the problem with that? What's the problem? This is showing all the like people don't pay attention to what's at the bottom. They're like putting more attention to what's at the top because they're people fish and they like Okay, so what we see as some damaging effects, we see from those things at the top of the ocean, those fish that we catch, the dolphin that we see, the whales that we see, but we don't see the stuff that's at the very bottom of the ocean, so we don't really know what it's, what the effects of this trash is. But when you think about it, like, they found the garbage patch, or what we've been calling an island. Uh-huh. A while, not, I mean, not a really long time ago, but uh, less recently than they found out about the thing sinking. But as soon as they found the island of trash, why wouldn't they have thought that things would have sunk? Because, like, for example, sometimes you'll see, like, you'll have a cup of water and say you're at your friend's house who has a pool and you drop your cup into the pool. The cup would sink because it's full of water. Right. So if yeah, or goggles or, or something, something, right? Like anything plastic. So we know plastic does sink. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, why didn't they realize that when this big patch was forming, that there was also stuff sinking to the bottom and how devastating that could be? I mean, they probably thought also that it was like just happening. It just, like, it started like a few years ago. Like, so maybe they didn't realize how long ago it started, how long it's been forming, okay? And then didn't really think about the stuff that was sinking. They probably didn't think about it falling under because they saw how it was just sitting there, not moving left or right, just sitting there. And they just thought maybe, maybe they just thought that it was just standing there and not going under. Okay. 
Okay. What else do you want to add? I can see why they wouldn't think. Go ahead. That it would sink under under because, um, like she said, we think of the stuff on the top. We mm -hmm. don't think of what's really going on in there because that doesn't concern us. We think, well, that doesn't have anything to affect us, so why should we care? Mm. Yeah, there's a danger in that thought, isn't there? But in re, go ahead. But in reality, sorry, it does affect us because the fish that we eat are, are they aren't on the top; they're on the bottom. So, if our trash is sinking down there, the fish are down there eating it. Then we f catch the fish and we eat the fish. Then Which is, it goes along with the food right. chain. Like we're eating what the fish are eating. Right. But we don't eat angler fish. Not, angler not, fish are those things that glow in the dark. But, all, but, but the, <laughs> yeah, all the angler fish, like, like tuna and stuff, they're they're not gonna go all the way right. down there in the pitch black dark to get to get like but food. Okay. Either way, they're, they're, they're gonna be swimming up top. Either okay. way, they're gonna eat plastic because it, it's. Started. It didn't start just right now. Yeah, it started a long time. Right. And even if it is the plastic is sinking, it can still it kind takes of steadily a while move. To get there. It's not like it just. It's not like it's not like gravity. Yeah, it's not just gonna fall. It has to take its time. Okay. So here's another question. Um, with this story, we learned something about the growth of this big old patch of garbage. And it said, I think you already quoted that it's expected to grow 22% by 2025. But by growth, does that mean it's going to, does that mean they are predicting it will get larger around or what? Well, they, they, said, they said it was grow, it was increasing exponentially. And um, hold on, let me find where I annotated. Exponentially means to, um, didn't we say it meant to grow, like multiply by, multiply itself. by itself? Right. Yeah. So, so let's say it started two miles wide, and then next year it starts yeah, four, four and then eight, eight and, and then 16, 16 and 32. And okay. And so that's what we want to think, right? We want to think that it's going to get wider and wider and wider and larger around. But did you find something else? In paragraph seven, it says there's a key section between the mass of the plastic within the patch increasing which is and the overall size of the patch, which is not seem to be changing. Rather, it's just that trash within the patch that seems to be accumulating or growing more dense. More dense. Okay, so really, it's not necessarily growing. Like, let's say it's the size of this classroom. It's not going to get any bigger than this classroom. It's going to grow denser. So like, what? what's another word for denser? Like, Thicker. Like really harder. thicker. Harder, thicker, more together. Right. It's not necessarily going to grow bigger, but it's going to get thicker and denser and more compacted. Okay. And so that's also a problem. Well, why don't do if they know where the island is and stuff like that, why can't they like send people out on boats with like a bunch of Trash but bags, and trash bags, <laughs> yeah. And get all the stuff and then bring it back. Yeah, long that take down. Okay, that's some suggestions for solving a problem. They could bring in boats and uh, try to like clean it up, but like not all of it will go on because there's currents in underwater that like might carry the trash all around and they might not take in. So we've got some suggestions started. Or we could just like stop throwing plastic on the shore. Wow, what a novel idea. Or we can just stop throwing plastic away. Hmm, so we're bringing up some issues. Thank you. Okay. Um, it said in paragraph, honestly, I don't even remember. But it, I remember it had said they brought two planes and 18 boats trying to pick up the trash, like you guys said. Did it? Were they trying to pick up the trash or, or were they, they, they measuring were it? They were, measuring, yeah. they were measuring it. Yeah. So they might have been just measuring it. But because... Uh, Good question, though. Why didn't they just start picking up the trash, yeah, you know? Just, hmm, yeah, interesting. Yeah. But you are talking about how you should um, stop it before it goes down, but what are we going to do with all the stuff down there yeah. that's already down there? We can't go down there, and just because no more is falling in doesn't mean the stuff that's already down there isn't harming it. Make the right. angler fish and come back up. And then, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if they take out the plastic, what are they going to do with the plastic that they took out? Or do like okay, so we've got, we've got a couple of thoughts. First, the whole article 
the whole article is about this area and what might be causing this area. So it's, I think the purpose of, what is the purpose of this article? To inform us. About to inform us about what is happening with our wastefulness because with plastic, right? Okay, so now maybe we should, as a group of concerned citizens, start coming up with some ideas on how to solve the problem. And I'm going to go back to you and what you said. We could start using like our alternatives, like paper stuff instead of plastic. Okay, and we live in an environmentally um, delicate area where there's water and there's water concerns. And one of the laws that we recently had in our area said that you could not have plastic bags and that law has recently been repealed which means now there will be options for plastic bags at grocery stores before it was just paper and now it's plastic because piggly wiggly said so <laughs> we're not gonna hey hey copyright we can't mention names or anything but let me put something else into your let me put something else into your thoughts how many of you go to mcdonald's and get a drink how many of you, keep your hands up, since a majority of you have been to McDonald's and had a drink, how many of you get a straw with your drink? Oh, yeah, a lot of hands are still up. Do you have to have a straw to drink a drink? Actually, kind of. Wait, I can only hear one at a time. I saw this YouTube video where it was saying, like, most of the plastic, like, like on the earth is mostly straws. Yes. I mean, that is a very simple convenience for us, for people who don't like ice to touch their teeth or whatever. Very, con very simple convenience for us to drink through a straw. That is very harmful. So could you give up straws for the rest of your life? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. They make metal straws. They do make reusable metal straws. They use make, yes. Or like destroying the whole world. Right. So interesting. Just for your coke. So we have we have just a few minutes left, and I want to bring up the la the question that I had. It's about the last paragraph. Um, not really the last one. Twenty one. I was very shocked by this paragraph. It says, "In the sense, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is." In the end, merely the most dramatic outward symptom of a far deeper problem of enormous volumes of human waste reaching places where it was never intended to be. To me, that sounded like the article was saying that the big problem is that the waste is going to the bottom of the ocean. Is that really the big problem? No, the big problem is one of the big The big problem is us? Yes. Keep going. So, what you were talking about, how like you go to McDonald's and get like straws and stuff. Well, that if you throw. Never mind. All right. So, so yes. I feel like the ocean's so strong. Yeah. Why? It's not just about going and throwing it in the water. It's about going in. And thrown it someplace away, and then it eventually gets in the water. Okay, hold on. You leave it. Angelica. Okay. I think that if you bring like trash or food or something, you should be responsible for cleaning it up. Like it's yours. And if you see trash, you should pick it up, not just leave it there. But, so like, if you throw it in the garbage, and the garbage comes and collects the garbage. What happens to that garbage? It ends up in the sea. It ends up in the earth or the ocean anyway, right? Oh, it's not going to change because people don't care. Either way, it's yeah. still going to keep happening. Ah. Uh, okay, so when you, I don't know if people think about this, but this goes all, right along with you, what you just said. I don't know if you guys think about this, but when you're, like Christopher said, if you go and get your straw from McDonald's and throw it, in the trash can, chances are the wind's going to blow or something. There are big happen. chances it could end up in it's, our environment. It's going to end up somewhere right. where so we don't How want about we take inside. a field trip and go on a street <laughs> and trip Oh, that Sometimes would be awesome. Um, I heard, I'm not sure, but it's like South America or Africa, like water is like running out. So why are you making it? First, by throwing trash into the ocean. So, in other words, we know that water is a resource that we have to have to live. 
ocean water is a resource for those things that feed us that have to live. So we are, as humans, endangering our, endangering our environment, right? I have one more thing. I know. There are a couple of more things, and we've got to stop. It's not like the ocean is going to affect. It's the uh, drinkable water that's going to affect, because, like, you can't really drink the ocean. No, you can't, and that's what I said. The drinkable water is a resource that we're that's having problems, but so are is the ocean water, and that's where we get food, right? Some of our food and some of our um, food chains are ocean food chains. Like Makai said, the biggest problem is us because all we care is about is ourselves, and we don't care where the plastic is going to end up. And I think more than even about not caring, sometimes I don't think people think. I think people want ease, easy life. What's more, e what's easier than opening up a plastic container, sticking it in the microwave, and having dinner in two minutes? Well, and that's the thing, is that if we're laughing about it, are we taking it as seriously as we should? No, because we take okay. little... So we have got to end this. So we have lots to solve, and my challenge to you is that after this podcast that we continue this discussion and continue a plan for how at least we will change and how we can encourage other people to change. Is that a deal? Yeah. All right. I think so. So, yeah. So, with you're the eighth grade class and you got the article. The commentary on the digital diet. Can you go without your smartphone for 24 hours? So I said, what if you challenged yourself to go without any screen for 24 hours? That's not just your phone, but it's also your computer, your TV, no Netflix. Okay, stuff like that. So now my first question is, could you do it? No. Yeah. no. no. So I'm hearing no. some no's, I'm hearing not some really. yeses. Mm -hmm. All right. One at a time, tell me why. Fortnite. You would not be able to give up a screen because of a game called Fortnite. Yes. <laughs> why? Because I'm addicted. You're addicted? Play every night? No. No? And you really don't think you could give it up? No. For 24 hours? I might miss a skin in the item shop. Oh, you might miss something. All right. What about you? I think you said yes. I said no. You said no? Why couldn't you give it up? YouTube. Too so, addicted to it. Too addicted to YouTube. That's interesting. So what do you watch on YouTube? Everything. Everything on YouTube. Could you give it up? I mean, I could. I mean, there's nothing really important on my phone that I would, like, not give it up for. Okay. So you could give up your phone. Yes. Not a problem. Anybody ever had to give up their phone and screen time? Oh, lots of hands. Okay. Tell me about yours. When you had to give it up, was it because you... We're grounded or something. or Because I hit my brother. Okay, so you were grounded. It was a punishment, right? And so what did you go without? Just your phone or everything? Just my phone. Okay, and so how hard was it? Not really. I just took my sister's phone. Oh, so you compensated by taking someone else's phone. Okay, so let's talk about giving this up. What did the article say about why whoever wrote this article? We talk about what she said about things. She said that it was kind of, um, I'm just going to say like a spiritual kind of experience. Oh, she used the word Sabbath, like a Sabbath, Sabbath being, being a spiritual experience. Do you know what she meant by that? Um, I actually didn't get around to defining Sabbath. Okay. But I know it's kind of like a break. A break, a day of rest, it's right, a, a rest. break. So a 24-hour period of rest or break from her phone. Yes, and she said it. it was really eye-opening and it helped her connect with her a part of herself that she uh, didn't know that she had lost that law that's exactly right it helped her connect to a part of herself she did not know she had lost that was an interesting part of the article I thought what else did anybody get out of the article about disconnecting you should sin People, what when you're when you're gonna be disconnecting so they don't like text you? They need something. Right. So if you're if you are disconnecting, you should let people know. But why do you think that's very important? 
sit and I'll text you and then be like, uh, I need something done. And then then you can't do it because you didn't get the text. Because they don't realize you're disconnected. They're going to think you're ignoring them or. Maybe if you're younger, like your parents would want to contact you. Right. Maybe you're not with them or something. For safety reasons, they might be worried. Also, maybe not to tempt them to continue using that. Oh, so don't text me because I, you know I'm not going to be able to. And if I happen to see it because I didn't actually cut my phone all the way off, then I'll be tempted to text back. Yeah, maybe. So what were some other suggestions she made? If you and your whole family were going to go screenless for 24 hours. Make plans. What kind of plans? Hiking, board games. Board games, hiking. So in other words, fill your time with other things instead of screens, right? What else? I feel like that's not a good idea to get your whole family involved because if you have siblings and they're bored, they're going to harass you. Oh, well, so maybe that's part of it. You know, yes. when I was young, I know that was ancient years ago, right? Times ago. I didn't have cell phones. We didn't have computers. We, had we didn't bag cell phones. Yeah, we did not have no. No, okay, that was when I was an adult. We had bag phones. Yeah, bag cell phones. No, when I was your age, there was no computer. There was no cell phone. There was no smartphone. So we did get on each other's nerves. I have two younger sisters. We got on each other's nerves because that's all we had to do. So right? Also, the fact that you can get out of the house, you can go on a walk outside, you can go on a bike ride. Walk your dog. Right. Well, Miss Edwards, people have been saying the world has gotten worse, like where it's more dangerous. Like back then, you guys didn't really have to worry about like too many Like going out of the streetlights cut off. Yeah. I mean, it's much, I don't think it was as bad as, it is nowadays, as nowadays. So you think, so you think that because of safety issues that, um, Kids don't actually do some of the things they used to do. And so having a phone is a way of being occupied. I think like in some places that's different. Like here, we don't have to worry about it as much as we would in the city. So there's still facts that even if we don't have our family, we can still go outside and hang out with friends a little past dark. I mean, sure, it might not be the extremely safest thing to do, but you can also kind of confide in where a small town most people know each other. Right. And... If you have your phone and you're supposed to answer your phone, would you get in trouble if you didn't answer your phone? Yep. Yes. But would your parents be likely to call you a lot or not worry about you? Not yeah. So it is a little different. Yeah, that would depend on who your parent is too. No, it could be. It could depend on the rules of your household. Yes, as to how free you are to stay out, do things, not have a cell phone, so they could get in touch with you. Yeah. Okay, Spencer, what? So I was like going to say that the internet and phones have created a lot of things that people can use, helpful things, but it's also created a lot more things like crimes, like hacking, stealing money through that, and it's a lot. And maybe it's changed the world. Okay, it's that's created more of like good stuff but it has balanced out with the bad stuff as well. Right. So there is time where we need computer screens. We need those, those smartphones to do things um, to stay safe. But maybe there's another aspect of, of all of those things causing us to be a different society than we used to be. And it has to do with safety. Um, where, where do you want to talk about that has to do with that? I think that was a good point to bring up. Going without your screen seems stressful because you can't stay in touch, but could it also bring, like you were saying, the author said some kind of a peace, some kind of a, a recognition of who you, something about you you didn't know. I mean, I've done it. You've I, done it? I go without my phone a lot just because at some points, I mean, I have things like Snapchat and lots of people have my number, so, you know, I'm... It happens a lot, and sometimes it gets on my nerves. Gets so on your nerves. Turn off my phone for a while. I honestly don't care about social media. I don't find social media pointless, so I don't use my phone that much. I just use it for games whenever I get bored. But social media, I find it irrelevant. And so for some people, and that's that's an awesome, awesomely powerful thing that you're saying, that you don't find the need to have social media. How many of you 
have social media you refer to more than 20 times a day? A few. No, social media. We're just talking about, I don't know. I said Facebook in my last class and they laughed at me because nobody uses Facebook anymore. So we're talking Instagram. We're talking. Yeah, no, I'm not. I did not say MySpace. No, wait a minute. <laughs> Instagram, Snapchat. Twitter. Okay. And those are the three. Those are the three um, things that they said in my first class. So you go without that. And you're comfortable going without that. Who yeah. can go without those three? So you're raising your hand. I'm guessing you like to game, though. So that's your screen. And I don't have a phone. Right, and you don't have a phone. So, right, if you don't have a phone, you're not going to do the social media stuff. But gaming is the screen part that I was talking about. But let's just talk to the social media part. So that means the people on this side of the room that didn't raise their hand must refer to social media a lot. Yeah, I mean, I use Snapchat a lot, but... It's not like I have to get on that. Okay. So you're not compulsive about it? Like, it's the no, first thing you check when you wake really, up? If there's people that really need to get up with me, they have my number. They have your number. So. Okay. So what were some other suggestions then? Let's go back to that article and finish that up before we talk about anything else. Like, warn people that you're going to be off. Tell them not to text you. If you're doing this with your whole family... Well, let's go. You said don't do it with your whole family. So, no. so let's say only the kids have to go screenless. Oh my gosh! How would I you would feel? Steal my parents' phone. Right. right. My family. We would instead of um, to not waste time, we'd probably start fighting and just no, get it through. It, but my mom would probably try to play Fortnite. I thought. I thought you would say it's not fair. Well, it wouldn't be fair. Okay. I don't think it is. Only child, oh. it would be different because yep. I don't have anybody to fight with. Exactly. And, I'm and you're bored anyway, so it would be different being an only child. You wouldn't have anything to do necessarily. I have a brother and a sister, so it's completely. I have a stepbrother and a sister. So it'd be more like fighting, we would right? All fight just to waste time. So what else do you want to contribute to the conversation? I don't think I could go without. TV. I don't think I could go without a monitor. You don't think you could go without a TV or, and you don't think you could go without a monitor. So what if you had to? Then you'd have to make those plans, right? You'd have to. Read a book. Camping, yeah. Camping. Something like that. It would have White to be water something rafting. planned for me to be able to go do something. And, and keep busy. Keep White water busy. rafting. Could yeah. Be something I could just sit at home and do and go without TV. No, I have it on 20%. Right. So the last paragraph, I'm going to skip down to the last paragraph since we don't have a lot of time left, says, um, so go ahead, go dark for a day. If you can't take it more than two hours or two minutes, well, you can always turn your phone back on, but you might be surprised at how empowering it can be to power down. How can turning off your screens be empowering? I think it would because realize you don't have to have a device to be like all of you like you get to be a part of yourself right you don't have to constantly check your phone you need to have free time to do things you want and do things you want discover who you are like, i feel like most people like depend on their phones like oh i don't have anything else to do i'm just going to get on my phone and maybe if they didn't have their phone around like jasmine said they would have more times for hobbies and going to see people maybe they wouldn't get around to seeing so maybe it can make you even be more creative in how to spend time. Maybe it'll make you do your chores. <laughs> yeah. It could basically make you see the world in a different view. And wow. allow you to see more options in life that you wouldn't have without your phone. Like a gardening or something. So, it, yeah. Well, well, you, yeah, so it would help you discover what else might be out there because you're so attached to your phone and the internet, you haven't discovered those things. Yeah, it kind of goes along with what Jasmine was saying. Then what would we do? Anything else? Well, if you're antisocial and you don't have that many friends and you realize, hey, if I just leave my phone alone, I could actually try and attempt to make friends. That's a novel idea. That would be awesome. 
And that's what happens if you don't have a phone. You're forced to actually talk to people, right? That aren't internet people. That aren't internet people that are actually around you within your space. And that's an awesome thing that I think society is missing a lot of right now. I mean, I try to do that, but I get in trouble for doing that. <laughs> you get in trouble for talking? Well, when are you talking? You mean in class? <laughs> Well, then again, some of us have grown up with the people around us. We don't want to talk to them. <laughs> that doesn't sound nice, but yeah, I get your point. <laughs> Getting tired of, of talking to those people, so you connect to others. others. Yeah. Going back to Spencer's point about how when you get off your phone, when you see a whole new view of the world, yeah, social media can actually be obscured up you every time you look at it. it it may seem nice at first, but it could go dark in, in a snap. That is exactly where we went in um, one of the other conversations is social media. Um, while some people say it keeps you connected, um, has actually been studied. And a lot of what the studies show is that social media actually lends itself more to loneliness. Do you agree with that statement? It's kind of like a video game. A video game leads to loneliness? But it doesn't lead to loneliness. It's like, because maybe social media would die. Like, it'll get like, no one wants it anymore. Just like a video game. Like, new games comes out, everybody plays it. A couple months or years later, no one plays it. So, and then you're left with nothing that you used to have something yeah. in place of. Okay. I occasionally find myself like looking on my friend's Snapchat or Instagram and they're out doing something and I'm not allowed to go out like everyone else does. And like, you've you occasionally feel left out when you see all your friends together. So loneliness, being left out, maybe even jealousy, right? Because you can't, because you can't do it, and you want to. What else? I was gonna say it basically is like the more that the internet puts out, the more people want it. Hmm. Interesting. So they think it's bigger, better. So they want it. Hmm. I feel like some people it's gonna sound a little weird, but. Some people look at on Instagram like pictures of the Bahamas and really pretty places, and they think about like, oh well, it doesn't look like where I live, so I'm just gonna look at pictures of this place, and I'm not gonna go outside and explore my own home. Like, okay, so going back to um, what Osvaldo and um, Spencer were talking about, you know, if you don't have this, it lends it it you could actually start discovering more about yourself. But when you're trapped with the screens and the screen time, you're taking on views of other people, right? Okay, what about that like button? Leave a like on my video. That like button, that like button on the videos on YouTube, that like button on the um, Twitter, that retweet button, that like button on Facebook for those people who are old school like me. Okay, does that like button determine your worth? Kind of. Kind of. It would determine your self-esteem. Wow. Some people just take it over the top. Be like, oh, I got 2,000 likes on one picture. I must look the best and I look better than everyone else. So some people are taking the like button as this defines me. I am more popular. I am more beautiful. I am the bomb or whatever. The goat, whatever you want to say. Right. Or you could actually take that into a different effect. Or I don't have enough likes. Nobody likes me. I'm not worth much. Okay, so yeah, you're right, Jasmine. Take the opposite effect. It takes the opposite meaning. They're, they're worthless. If you want to show how you are, show them in real life, not through a screen that you want to show them. Great point, because here's what I heard. Oh, you just double tap and scroll, double tap and scroll, double tap and scroll. Anybody know what that means? They don't care. They're just liking it and scrolling and liking it and scrolling. What are they looking for? Something they, they Something like funny. or... But are they even... Are, are they even reading it? No. Not necessarily. Are they looking for a name and maybe they just like the name of the person? They, or on that video or on a YouTube video. Are they just disliking because they just don't like the person? They haven't really watched the video? Maybe they dislike because they as good as Fortnite as me. Or, or they just think like they don't care about it. Or they don't care about it, right. Or they're just trolls. Cool. Do you want to say something? Mm-hmm. Well, if they get 
likes on YouTube, they get money. So likes matter. No subscribers. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, okay. So, so, wait, that brings up a good point. That brings up a good point. Are we liking, are we trying to help somebody get money by subscribing and liking things? Because, or is it really a friend? Somebody that really likes what you're doing. Hmm. So it's hard to determine, right? Whenever I like something, I genuinely like it. I don't like it just because, like, my friends will post something. Sometimes I'll just like, oh, that's terrible. I'll <laughs> just scroll away. <laughs> so you actually mean your likes or not likes, right? You actually mean it. You stop. You read. But a lot of people have admitted they don't. Going back to your your worth and the and how you get your worth from likes, do you think that happens more often than not? That people feel their worth through likes or retweets or whatever. Sometimes. Yeah. It depends I can on the see video. that. You can see that happening? Mm -hmm. It depends on the video. No, I'm saying the person. The person that it's their video yeah. and they look at their likes and they, do you think more people determine their worth by their likes that people like? Oh, yeah. I understand what you're talking about. If they want to get a, or followers. Or reach it, then they feel. Left out or belittled or not good enough, right? Mm -hmm. So, do you think those feelings of self worth are attached to like buttons and retweet buttons and subscriber buttons? Yes. Depends on who it is. Depends on who it is. I think I agree. I know I said they could either feel really bad if they don't get a lot of likes or they could be overconfident, but it can also give you a positive feeling because if you put like your heart and soul into a video and people start liking it, you're going to feel confident and you're going to keep wanting to do what you're doing. So, but I don't think it should be based other people liking you shouldn't that shouldn't like be the structure for your confidence right but she is saying that maybe you aren't confident in the beginning and then somebody likes so she built her so confidence I, builds do you think later if she's not getting those same likes makes, her confidence goes down like jasmine said when maybe you set your heart and soul into it well i know some youtubers set like like goals so like and if they meet their likes they'll probably feel like happy and stuff. Wow, they have like goals. I've yeah. never heard that. That's interesting. It's like when they say, I want 35,000 yeah. likes on this no, video. Or saying, subscribers or I have subscriber goals and things like that, right? Like, like one YouTuber would be like, if I get this many likes, then I'm going to do this for my next video. Oh, yeah. so. Oh. Face, face, face reveal. So, uh, like a, some kind of a reveal or something. They set a goal, but then they either determine their worth for that goal or they set a next. Yeah. Idea. So, like for most that YouTubers goal. don't not show their face, it would just be like their voice. And then they hit like 200,000 subscribers to like show their face on the video. So it's like a little. Square. Or they'll do something really stupid if they've already Dying shown their hair. face. Or, yeah, do something really stupid mm -hmm. <laughs> to get more likes like, and views. Yeah, and views. Yeah, I, I watched <laughs> this guy named David Dobrik, and one time he got like, hello, like 100,000 likes went on. On a uh, silly video. video. And yeah. he filled a pool with, I can't remember what it was. It was like slime or something. I jumped in. All right, so I'm going to stop us because we're low on time. And we have totally morphed into something different called social media, which I think is probably something to come back to um, on another day. But could you go without your screen? Give me a thumbs up. Yes. Wow. That's almost everybody. Okay, just two people say no. That's that's fantastic. Why don't you challenge yourself sometime this summer? Pick a 24-hour period and see if you can go without your screen. Like a screen, like a monitor. Every screen, yeah, every screen. You. When I sleep. <laughs> when you sleep is you're gonna sleep 24 hours. Yeah, I, <laughs> I usually stay up like I, I usually stay up like three days and then like.